From the Comedy Zone at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina, this is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Spencer Taylor. Welcome to the Comedy Zone Podcast. I'm so excited for the first episode. Uh, Like the man on the little thing said, I'm Will Jacobs and I'm here with my co-host. Spencer Taylor. That's right. Uh, We're so excited. Number one, we got a dope intro. I like that music. (laughs) It is really cool. I like the brother on there saying what he says. I'm assuming he's a brother and it's not racist because I'm black. (laughs) Um, So that's all right for me to do. Uh, Don't you do it, listeners. All right. Uh, I'm excited. It's the first show. We got a lot of amazing things coming up on this podcast. Uh, We got interviews with uh, amazing comedians and, and folks that are talented in other fields. We got uh, Spencer. What else we got? I know we got other stuff. Yeah, that. we got stuff. Yeah, we good stuff. Mm-hmm. So you should listen. Yeah, we got good stuff. Uh, and you'll get to hear about uh, myself and Spencer's uh, crazy lives and takes on things. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna answer. We're gonna do all. We're gonna do all sorts of stuff. Is what I want to say. Be prepared. Yes. Yes. Be so excited. Yeah. So first, we'll we'll let's start with the news of the day. Uh, I always like to find out what's going on with Spencer because, to be frank, Spencer always has some crazy shit uh, <laughs> going on. Stuff, crazy stuff going on. So Spencer, this week is the big move. Yeah, right? yeah moving into an apartment from a house. Apartment from a house. I, I have to move out and like be done by Sunday. Whoa. I've packed zero percent stuff. You've packed nothing. <laughs> I've been stressing about it. So I'll sit there and I'll look at the furniture and stuff and I'm like, ah, I got to do something about this. But I, I haven't found the motivation to do it. Well, I've always considered stressing a form of preparation. Yes, that's what I that's mean. That's I the feel. beginning stages to worry about it for a little while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That you you don't know, but your mind is actually working. Your your moving will be quicker because you stressed. That's that, what I think. Yeah, I, I figure it'll it'll work itself out. Mm-hmm. I have to mow my lawn, and so I don't have a lawn mower. You got to mow the lawn. Why you do you have to mow the lawn? Um, it's like in the paperwork. He's when I leave, I have to wash the windows and mow the lawn. I'm like, I haven't done that the whole year that I've been here. What is this? <laughs> that ain't never happened. Yeah. <laughs> so when you move out, it's all manicured and looking. Yeah. Like, I thought that was a crack. Yeah, I should have stayed here. <laughs> <laughs> this looks nice now. That's good stuff. So how long are you anticipating this move to take? Are you gonna be day and night, twelve hours a day running stuff, or you don't uh, have yeah. that much stuff? Um, I I don't have that much stuff. I I just got some people from Craigslist to come and take like a bunch of the furniture and the washer and dryer for free. They were very interesting Whoa. people. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was just like take it. I don't want to I don't want to deal with it. So I have like one couch. I don't even have a bed frame. I live in squalor, basically. Yeah. I sleep, yeah. <laughs> sleep on the floor. <laughs> Should have slept on that washer dryer. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Got like three forks. Well, I'll be, I mean, Spencer, I don't remember getting a phone call from you saying that you had a washer dryer because I would have come and taken that <laughs> off your hands. I know a lot of people would have. I was completely taken aback. I put it on Craigslist and I blinked. And then I had like 48 emails like, oh, I need that. <laughs> Give that to me. And so I went with the first lady and she, she told me I was an angel and a blessing. And I said, yes. Oh, I wow. Know this. And so she came and got it yesterday. Oh. And yeah, she was really excited. She brought her kid. I think it was a boy. 
watch, it's very watch, androgynous. Watch her go and sell that damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a blessing. And then mark it up and sell it. Damn it. That's her prerogative. As long as she took it from my house. As long house. as she took it. As long as she took it from the house. So, and then you'll be moving to an apartment. That, and it's not that far from where you are now. No, right? it's literally like three minutes from where I am right now. Three minutes. So really, it's just about needing to get out of the house, not another neighborhood. Or... Yeah, it's just... Uh, like I don't need a three bedroom house, so now I have a one bedroom apartment. I, it's just me and my dog. So okay. Do you have any pets? I, I oh man, you gonna you gonna bring up the pets? Well, let me <laughs> tell you. Let me. I used to have a pet. Uh, oh, no. I had a, yeah. I had a, I had a little dog, a Scottish Terrier, uh, but I lost him in my last breakup. Uh, we bought him together, and oh, then no. uh, when we broke up, she got custody of the dog uh, because all the papers were in her name. So and I was the one that potty trained him. I taught that dog everything. Mm. Uh, I taught him everything. Showed him how to poop, where to poop. Showed him, you know. I, <laughs> he I, showed I, him how to poop. Yes, he watched me. <laughs> he watched me drop my deuces, and and he learned it. And it was all me. I was coming home from work, training him, walking him, all that stuff. And then uh, she bounced, and it was over. And uh, it broke my heart. Broke my heart because when she was out running the streets, it was me and him looking at each other and I'm sitting there halfway tearing up and he just looking at me like, it's going to be okay, bro. I know that's what he was saying. Aww. I could look in his face and tell us what he was saying to me. And, uh, since we broke up though, I have not seen him again. Breaks so you didn't my get like nights day. and weekends or anything. Like I should have got nights and weekends, but I was at a point in my life where I couldn't stand the sight of her. Oh, okay. So, you know, it was, the, it was not amicable at all. Oh. So, you know, the, the fact that, you know, we, uh, we left it, and I'm like, I can't see her again, so that means I couldn't see the dog. So I've had to try to move on. My heart has not fully moved on, though. Oh, man. Yeah, little Barkley. His name was Barkley. <laughs> yeah, because Charles Barkley was my favorite player, basketball athlete. Okay. And Barkley, is, bark, bark, you know, it's creative, <laughs> Thanks for too. explaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so all that. So, part. so anyway, to answer, that was a five-minute answer to the question. <laughs> no, I do not currently have any pets. Okay. But, well, you're married now, so I feel like it's a safe bet. A safe fur bet. <laughs> that we'll get. Yeah, we will yeah, get together. a pet. But see, my wife, she won't. She, my wife wants a dog, right? But my wife doesn't take care of things. Uh, like we had a goldfish. I fed him every day. I did all that well, stuff. Well, goldfish suck. They don't like bark if they're hungry. They're not cute. <laughs> well, look, she she didn't even tell me we were getting a goldfish. I just came home and it was a goldfish sitting on the counter. And I'm like, well, what is this? And she's like, well, we have a goldfish. I was like, Th that much is obvious. I'm asking you, <laughs> how did we get a goldfish? And she's like, I wanted one. Didn't take care of it. I fed him, read up on him. I did everything. And then when he died, well, here's the thing, though. When the goldfish died, she looked at me like, well, why did he die? <laughs> I'm like, because things die and goldfish die quickly. And she was like, I was like, well, we need to flush him. And she's like, no, uh, I want us to... Uh, I want us to pray over him, and maybe after three days, he'll start swimming again. I heard that might. I said, are you crazy? I'm not laying a dead fish sitting around. But she got mad at me. Well, I just don't think you're as sad as you should be. <laughs> Which is like fish. a father who was never in his son's life coming to the funeral and being like, look at that haircut. How could y'all do that boy like that? <laughs> like, you don't have, you know. So that's how my wife is. She wants stuff, but she wants me to take care of it. Well, it sounds like you do a good job of taking care of dogs and teaching. I, you poop with them and I stuff poop, like that. I, anyway. I poop with them. I feed them. I, you know, I'm 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 a really good. And I didn't think I was like I I really wasn't into dogs like that until I got Barkley. Like I tell people, I didn't get mad about the Michael Vick thing until a year too late because <laughs> everybody else was mad about him. Like it's a damn dog. So what? They Aww. fight. People fight. Whatever. Oh, no. 
Then I got Barkley. I'm like, that monster. <laughs> How? This I was ready to protest. The protest had already stopped. I went to Eagle Stadium. <laughs> Nobody was out there. I'm like, I was too late on that. So, but yeah, I I uh, I, I loved love the dog. So, but you you don't you do have a dog? You yeah, just have I've a always dog? had dogs. I have, I have one dog. His name's his name's Bosley, but I call him Booger. Bosley, ain't that the hair medicine? Bosley's well, yeah, I did. Thing? See, I chose his name because I was flipping through the channel, and I'm like, whatever name pops up, you know, that I think is cool will be his name. And it was Charlie's Angels came on, and they were like, Bosley. And I was like, yep, there we go. And that's how I chose him. But I call <laughs> him Booger because like he's a little booger. A little he's booger, a little boogie boogie. He's so cute. He's also really dumb and annoying, but I love him. What kind of... uh? Uh, dog is he? Um, I don't know. His mom was a raging whore. I think I, he, she like just came home pregnant with all kinds of puppies. Um, he's like a he's a black lab mix looking thing, I guess. <laughs> Mama was a whore. <laughs> she, she, that dog, his mother was is, was my <laughs> losing it. My she was my sister's dog. Was a ridiculous dog. She could get out of anything. Like, it doesn't matter how you tied her down. She could be in a cage, and you'd walk in, and she'd just be reading the paper. She's like, oh, did you mean me to stay in that cage? She once got out of a harness and was just sitting next to it when we got home. Like, she was in the ground in a stake with a harness over her chest, like one of those full dog harnesses, just sitting next to it. We have no idea how she did that. So she'd escape, and one time she got shot. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, she got hit by a car once, and then she came home pregnant. Oh, my God. She's a a crazy dog. Very scandalous. Yeah, that dog done lived a life. Yeah, she did, and lived 10 lives. Yeah, like a cat. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Well, and also, uh, the other news of the day is, Spencer, you're going to be leaving us for a couple weeks here. I am, I am. Yeah, now where are you going? What the hell is going on? (laughs) Well, I watch a little boy. He's three years old, and it's his summer vacation. And so there's three weeks where I just have him because he's usually in school at this time until like 1230 and then I pick him up. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's on summer vacation until summer camp starts. I have him all day, every day. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So you'll be with him. Yep. But you'll be thinking of us. Yes. Okay. I'll be here in spirit. You'll be here in spirit. <laughs> yeah. You should you should call into the podcast with him and just hear him <laughs> talking shit in the background. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he's a, he's so cute though. I'm excited to spend the three weeks with him. We've been swimming. Yeah. So that's really cool. Oh, they just been, opened teaching his pool. Him, he knows how to swim or are you no, teaching him? No, he doesn't know how to swim, but I can hold him and he kicks his feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a workout. It's fun. All right. And now is that about you? wanting to swim or is that about <laughs> no he, he's, he's obsessed with swimming oh. um but i don't know he do, he doesn't like the idea of me letting go even if he's wearing floaties or something he gets like really panicked mm-hmm. but he's also he's he's a little deviant and he really likes to see me in a bathing suit he gets very excited and it's like nanny's in a swimsuit and gets all bashful <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's the funniest thing so once he starts because what great he's just right now he's, he's not in any yeah yeah he's not in any grades. it's yet. just like a preschool so then deal. once that starts up you will you be with him anymore or what will happen well geez well, Jacob's making me so sad. I, 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 it's just, you know, I mean, <laughs> why do we it, have to get so sad all of a sudden? Because there's there's a finality to this. Yes, no? there is. Um, if his parents have another child, then mm. I would stay on yeah. board and like help with that one. But yeah, I guess when he's around like four, when he starts, you know, full time school, I. I won't have him this anymore. This is going to be hard on him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes from looking at you in bathing suits in the summer <laughs> to whatever old coffee breath <laughs> teacher he's about to have he'd be like oh hell no put me in time out i'm done with this i can't do this i'll miss him i've been with him since he was um two like right before he turned two mm-hmm. so it'll be really sad 
when I'm oh. not with them anymore. Oh, wow. So thank you for depressing me. Well, depressing the viewers, depressing everyone. Well, listeners, I guess. <laughs> well, shit, you depressed me talking about my dog. <laughs> Start out real morbid. <laughs> this is, <laughs> We're losing dogs and children on this podcast. Our first episode is the saddest episode. <laughs> you didn't tell us this was going to depress us, Brian. What the hell is going on here? I could bring up something happy. When I went right. and signed my lease this morning, he's okay. like, so you get the first and last month's rent free. And I oh. almost kissed him. I was so excited. I was like, nah, I do not. You shut up. You I was bullshit. So excited. <laughs> exactly. So there, that's my happy news for the day. That brought us back up. Right? Yeah, yeah, I feel free good. rent. I, I, yes, right. I feel good because <laughs> the rent is too damn high. That brother up in New York was right. So I'm glad that you, uh, you got your first and last month back. Yeah, there we go. Right. So now drinks are on Spencer. Anybody that wants to know where Spencer's going to be drinking next, you want to announce that on the podcast? Oh, my next show um, at the Comedy Zone is Funny on the Fly on June 14th. June 14th. Mm -hmm. Okay, so drink with Spencer. Uh, <laughs> drinks, it, it would, and when you see Spencer, say, what's up? I heard you got that first. Last <laughs> <laughs> she'll love it. She'll love it. Trust me. She'll, she'll love it. Uh, so I think that kind of covers uh, everything that's going on with us. Uh, so with that being said, we'll be back. Here's what's coming up at Charlotte's Comedy Zone this weekend. It's last comic standing winner, Eliza Schlesinger, Friday and Saturday night, May 29th and 30th. Monday, June 1st, from HBO's Silicon Valley, it's TJ Miller. He's here. This show is nearly sold out. If you're going to go to that one, you're going to want to get tickets right away. Get those tickets. Silicon Valley is hilarious. That's one of my favorite shows on TV. I cannot wait to be in the building for that one. Uh, Wednesday, June 3rd, Sid Davis is here. Oh, Sid. Oh, <laughs> I'll definitely I'll definitely be there for that one. Sid is hilarious. That's going to be a good show, too. It'll be a great show. Wednesday night, uh, June 3rd. June 4th through 6th. Uh, next weekend from Mad TV, Bobby Lee in town for five shows. Mm, good stuff. And, Will, you are uh, hosting Fight Night on uh, May 31st. That's uh, Sunday here at uh, at the Comedy Zone. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, so fight Night, head-to-head. Uh, -head, and, actually, I'll be performing there as well. Yes, Brian will that. be performing there. So it's going to be so different seeing him on stage instead of behind the boards. <laughs> we may want to bring the boards and stuff up on the stage so Brian can, so I'm used to him. That's right. But that's yeah. the only way I'll be comfortable. Yes, but Brian will be there. A bunch of other comics, a bunch of other funny people will be there. We're going to have a real good time uh, this weekend. So make sure you get out and see that. That's uh, kind of fun. I got to pit my own date. Yeah. That's, that's kind of cool. Uh, also, Will, you, uh, June 12th through the 13th in Green. Greensboro? Yes, I'll be in Greensboro with Julie Scoggins at the Comedy Zone in Greensboro. If you've never seen Julie perform, it's amazing. If you've never seen me perform, it's always fun and funny. And when we both get in the building, it's a cosmic comedy explosion. So get ready, Greensboro, because we're coming at you. And of course, your uh, LOL Thursdays at the Comedy Zone in Fort Mill. Every, uh, every, that's right. Every Thursday, LOL Thursday, uh, Comedy Zone. A bunch of comics come work on material. You get to see how the comedy sausage is made. Uh, plus, we have a bunch of great drink specials, food. Uh, it's always a good time. Every single Thursday at Fort Mill Comedy Zone. You and uh, Spencer both uh, performing at uh, Funny on the Fly on June 14th. Uh, that's where the comics get the material. Uh, they get their topics only 30 minutes before they go on stage. It's comedy at its freshest. Right. Yes, exactly. You you have funny on the fly, and as I call it, you don't know what in the hell they're going to say. Uh, that's normally what I call the show. But, yes, myself and my co-host, Spencer Taylor, will be in the building. I'll be hosting it. Spencer will be performing. And I'm telling you right now, that one, you're going to hear something you ain't never heard before. I guarantee you that. So get to funny on the fly. That's June 14th, uh, funny on the fly here at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte. 
Uh, also, uh, Spencer, June 18th in uh, Greenville, South Carolina. Spencer. Oh, yeah. Get out there and check out Spencer. For all upcoming events at the Comedy Zone and open mics and special shows, you can find it all by following the Comedy Zone at Comedy Zone CLT on the Twitter, finding the Comedy Zone on Facebook, and, of course, on the website, cltcomedy.com. I'm sorry, cltcomedyzone.com. I should probably get that right. cltcomedyzone.com. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone Podcast. No. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That wasn't me. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone Podcast. Uh, still here kicking it. And um, one, of the, I, one of the coolest things about uh, uh, this job and being a comedian is that, you know, sometimes you get to perform with folks that you kind of grew up looking at and grew up on and everything else. Uh, but a couple of weeks back, uh, I had the, the, the privilege uh, to to perform with uh, Bob Saget uh, here at the Comedy Zone, yet one of America's TV dads and <laughs> star of film and screen and everything else, uh, and it was uh, it was just phenomenal. I, I mean, I you know I I think that a lot of times when you meet a person like that, you don't know how they're gonna be. Yeah, because fame they can, could be stuck up. They or... could be. Trust me, I've <laughs> run the gambit on folks. With some being stuck up and some not, and and Bob was definitely on the uh, the the humble sort of you know the humility end of the spectrum. Uh, he good. was great. It was great performing with him. Uh, got on stage, and the thing about Bob Saget on stage is, if you haven't seen his stand up, <laughs> uh, it's a total one eighty from the show and Danny Tanner and who you know that whole little sanguine uh, image. I I think I'm using sanguine right. Uh, that, that whole little sweet image, um, you know, you have that on one end, but then he performs and it's like, whoa, like this, this, this was a caged lion all those years. He's <laughs> talking about a whole lot of wild shit. Uh, so that was how it was on stage, but funny, funny as I don't know what, uh, talks about some of his experiences in the past and parts, and he'll talk about things that you saw him do in a movie and he'll talk about the behind the behind the scenes of it and that's always so cool oh yeah oh yeah just funny 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 uh and and me hitting the hitting the stage with him uh was fantastic he was so complimentary of me at one point bob got on the stage after i finished i call him bob because we you know yeah, you guys we, are tight we, we, yeah, yeah but, well, really i call him bobby but i can't somewhat <laughs> professional for this podcast um but he got on the stage and he told the audience Will Jacobs is an amazing comedian and should be celebrated. And that's what he said. And I've never had my grandmama ain't said that about me. So and, and you know, whether it's true or not, whatever. The, the, <laughs> the point was that he was kind enough to say something like that about me, because sometimes you work with people and they don't you know, they may not say your name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Give it up for the black guy. <laughs> One more time. But Bob was not like that. He you know, he uh, really did a lot for me in terms of learning from him. And, you know, his reputation and, you know, being able to being able to do that. So uh, he was fantastic. And as a matter of fact, even more about how cool he was, he also agreed to come in and uh, sit down for an interview with the podcast between shows. So now we're going to go ahead and cut on into my interview with Mr. Bob Saget. Mr. Bob Saget. Well, sir. How have you been enjoying Charlotte uh, this this weekend? These shows, having fun? Quite a lot, and because you are such a good comedian, it makes it an absolute pleasure. Oh. You're really uh, quite great. 
Wow. I really appreciate that, Bob. At comedy as well. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you're a good lawyer. Well, look, I'm, look, I know you're a Philly guy. You're from Philly. Yep, I, I grew up a little bit there. And I'm actually from Chester, Pennsylvania. Oh. Yeah, I'm from right there in that area. So right. as a Philly guy, I know I can hit you with some hard-hitting questions. Yeah, you can hit me and with all that. I went to Temple University, so I... Oh, am. you're an owl, so I'm here a, we go. I, I am an owl. Yeah. So, well, let me, let me first uh, ask you something I know the people are wondering. Right. Okay. One of the first questions I want to ask you is, what has it been like to work with me? It is amazing. Yeah. You're right here when I need you. Yes. I have never, uh, actually, it always feels new to me. It feels brand new. And I know that uh, things between us are good because we hear the sound of chairs moving. Yes. <laughs> it's like we're recording this on... Uh, on a moving church. That's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> but I feel, I feel like we bonded this weekend. I we really have. Do. I feel we like have, you because I, I, I actually uh, double-stick taped my foot to you. I know. I want us to be in a, in a one-legged race. That helps. That helps. <laughs> so let's, so let's uh, dig into uh, one of America's favorite shows. I know you've talked about the stuff you've done a million times. Yes. Even with no one there, I do Even it. with no one there, when you do it. So but let's talk about uh, Full House. Right. Quick, yeah. hard-hitting question. Yes. Okay. Why no black people on Full House, Bob? Uh, we had uh, we had uh, black people on Full House. Really? Yeah, we had Taj and we had the little uh, beautiful. They're they're older now. The sister sister, the the twins. Did you? Yeah. Um, and uh, we had, uh, but it was it was a white family. Yeah. And we didn't adopt and we didn't uh, have any <laughs> mixed relationships because my character didn't uh, really date much, so there wasn't even a chance for me to. Uh, <laughs> To have brought another family in, well, uh, or, and there wasn't any more room in the house. Well, that's true. There was a full house. It, it was, was a full house. What they decided to do was put step by step after it, well, and they my, said, "Well, this will take care of that." <laughs> well, my family agreed that Uncle Jesse was close. John Stamos was close to a black man. Uh, I feel like if you would have maybe in one episode, just one episode, like had him vote for Jesse Jackson or something, uh, that would have covered it. I think that, he little, was close. A little politics on Full House <laughs> would have gone a long way. That was the least political show ever on the on the planet which is why i think people liked it it didn't really deal with anything we didn't really deal with anything of race or or politics or anything because yeah. it was really a show made for 12 year old girls right so uh and we were all 12 year old girls when we made it john and me and dave and <laughs> Well, that's, I mean, it's so much of a, a part of just Americana. I mean, that show, you're, I, like, when I think of the, round, the Mount Rushmore of TV dads, okay, there's you, there's... Uh, well, everybody's Huck. dropping off of it. Well, well yeah, 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 because so, Dr. You know, Huxtable's one. And, well, I, I don't know, I don't think you can find that on television right now. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, it's just tough. Homer Simpson's another. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and, and Bruce Jenner, those are the four. He was. Those are the four. Well, he's able to do both categories, too. He's going to be... Uh, and he's a nice uh, person. I've known him for years, actually. I hosted the Winter Olympic Games, the Medals Plaza, and it was me one week, and then Tracy Morgan, and then oh, uh, wow. it was an interesting bunch of comedians. Uh, and um, and I hung out with uh, Bruce and Chris, and the girls were all little then. Wow. I had no idea they would turn into giant things with uh, promoting a, a wildly l large oiled up butt. I it, never, it's been insane. I've never expected any of that from these nice little girls that I would try to go on the bunny slope with. Well, well speaking of large uh, oiled up butts, 
Uh, you've been massively successful in your career. That's the segue of all segues. <laughs> yeah. I, I am saw the, you when you walked up there. You've got a, I mean, you know, I have no butt. You got some junk in the, you got a little bit of junk in the trunk. I have no butt. I have a little hippie, hippie shake, but I got no butt. <laughs> Maybe it's your walk. I, my walk feels like I got a, a swagger. Oh, feels like I got butt swagger. Okay. There's zero butt. I mean, actually, I, I need like a, a basically a, an ironing board with a hole in it to take a poop. I can't even uh, regular. I got no butt, and I cannot lie. Well, you. Well, those you, other mothers can't deny. They can't deny. Cause I, I got no. Bob's got no butt, and Bob's anaconda don't want none, unless. Well, you got I, my, my anaconda's not my butt. Oh well, the ass right. The anaconda goes in the butt. Well, hey, hey, I don't. I didn't say that. Well, I mean, I, come you on, know. you're you know the civil rights of everything. I, you're illegal. You're illegal. You went to law school. I know. I did. I know but exactly you, where you, we. So you can't to. proclaim that the anaconda goes in the butt. Yeah, that's right. That's some people. That's subjective. You right. got to ask permission. Well, it's like they say: if the anaconda don't fit, you yeah. must acquit. Or, or or don't take a. I don't want to curse on here. I don't want to make this bad. No, because sometimes people think a podcast is a chance to just say whatever you want to say. But yeah. a lot of times I don't even cur I'm not even cursing that much on stage unless I get a. Well, sometimes I do. <laughs> just a smidge. A smidge when it requires it. Last night I cleaned it up a little bit for Lent. Well, well, look, I, I, one thing I, I definitely wanted to ask you was uh, you've, you've had all sorts of success in your You don't have to do another thing. Uh, ever in your life, and you're fine. Well, that's not true because I do. I mean, really? I do. Yeah, I mean, most people do. I mean, people that uh, people say you don't have to do another thing in your life means, I guess it means you have enough money you don't have to do another right. thing in your life. But that's not has nothing to do with whether you do another thing in your life. Well, but am I going to stay at home in a space station? That's or what I was going to ask you. See, I was going to ask. No, you have you to, I haven't even done what I wanted to do yet. I haven't been able to just get the movies that I right now. I'm I'm working on getting independent film made that I'm acting in and directing and have mm. a whole cast of people cast and and I have I have not had the freedom artistically to do all the stuff. I'm getting ready to do another television show. I've got a bunch of different projects that are good yeah. that I'm working on and they're in development. I would never. They, I, I came here and there's another place I'm doing. I'm doing um, one other club in Irvine, which is nice in L.A. So I'm basically home. Mm -hmm. And then one other place in Denver at the end of the year. And then I'll just do some hard dates. So I'll do like I came off of a, a five night theater tour. Right. Uh, and I don't really do it otherwise. I don't like the road. Mm -hmm. I don't. I mean, I, I get, I'll do another hour special when I feel like I have it all teed up. But I don't. I'm not living to be on the road, and sometimes I like it, or sometimes you just the door opens up and you end up playing more. But no, I, I yeah, I only do this by choice. Yeah. So I came here because I like Charlotte, and it's been nice to me before. But it's only my third time. I was here when the club first opened, and then I was here not too long ago, a few years ago, mm -hmm. when I chipped my tooth on a chicken wing. I remember. I talked to your dentist. <laughs> he was here, and he was—he uh, had a couple sheets under the wind. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, he was feeling good. He was the way he's supposed to. He's out for the night at comedy club. He wasn't drilling. This is true. This is true. He was not drilling. But I don't. But I do it because I, I try not to do stuff I don't love. I really do because I yeah. did so many years of uh, suffering. <laughs> right. So many things I had to do. Being kind of boxed in. Well, I just was unhappy. Yeah. I just started with nothing, and I uh, lived in a single apartment in Palms, California, and I would work at the comedy store for seven years wow. trying to get jobs. But uh, then I met Richard Pryor and Robin Williams <laughs> and Rodney Dangerfield, so I, I came up watching all the, the, the best people of their time. Right. And then I learned a lot, and then things started to happen after about nine years. 
uh, uh, doing stand up. Maybe ten years doing stand up because I started when I was seventeen. So, ooh, wow! So it's you all knew early. It's a journey. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know. I just I was also doing improv and I was a film student. So I did a bunch of things all at the same time. Okay. I still do. I still like do things. I do like five things. None of them well, but uh. <laughs> well, I, well, I've told people uh, about you, and the one thing that strikes me is above all of your accomplishments and everything you've accomplished in entertainment and elsewhere, the most impressive thing about you to me is your humility and uh, you're so down to earth you're so approachable well, you're really so nice. nice no you're an awesome guy well people are supposed to be well, well and and i was going to ask you what do you attribute that to your family upbringing or i mean kind of and just watching how people mistreated me a lot mm-hmm. and watching and now that i'm a little older and i i get to you know be in whatever kind of uh, respectable place some people respect me at. I mm-hmm. and I have three daughters. I think having three daughters, being raised with good moral values, and uh, the only reason I chose a con- kind of stand-up comedy that was a little off-road was because I just uh, it took pain and put that into the comedy. But like the mm-hmm. book that I wrote called "Dirty Daddy," it's a right. New, York, New York Times bestseller. Yeah. I didn't know that. I was that's what I was shocked when they told me bestseller. Yeah, I got all excited because I didn't know I bought that many copies. <laughs> but it, the whole point is, if you're not a, if you're not a good person, then I mean you don't always have to be nice. People can violate your space, and then you don't need to associate with them. Right. But I, I just think people should be. I just treat people like they deserve to be treated, which is uh, well. Well, it's you're you're absolutely fantastic, and it's, it's great to see that comedy's been that outlet for you. Well, thank you. Yeah. You have the same kind of uh, quality, which is why, and I hadn't met you, but I'd watched your stand-up on, on the internet, mm-hmm. which I recently got. And uh, <laughs> You didn't see any of my other tapes? No, I didn't see it. The porn I didn't see. Oh, good. A okay. lot of your tapes, uh, 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 the signals are scrambled. There's a lot of blurred uh, images. Good, good, good. The lawyers did the job. But they, it's a lot blurred, so you're pretty impressive. Oh, yeah, you're that. pretty excited for you. <laughs> that girl with duck lips, I feel bad for You her. felt bad for her? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, it's been a wonderful weekend, and uh, so happy to have you here. Uh, the, the shows have been awesome. You're awesome. And thanks so much for doing this. Well, really thank awesome. you, Will. I look forward to seeing you in the future because I'm going to be at your house when you get there. 100%. And wherever you're at, I'm going to try to be there. I'm going to be right there. Oh, we I don't have... care where you go. You're Everywhere gonna... I look? I'm there. There's <laughs> <laughs> a hand to hold on to. <laughs> Welcome back. And that, that, was, uh, that was a lot of fun. That interview was a lot of fun. He uh, sounds like such a nice guy. Oh, my God. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And funny. And you hear a lot of it in the interview. I mean, he's funny. He's spontaneous. That improv background comes out a lot. Um, even in that interview, you can hear hiking just kind of interplay with topics and stuff. And he does the same thing on stage. And, you know, a couple of cool facts. I didn't know he knew the Kardashians. I <laughs> uh, didn't know, you know, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. Uh, he talked about his butt. Did talk a lot about his butt. Did not know the man cut holes in ironing boards <laughs> to take a poo. He you did. do what you got to do. I he, guess. You do. You do do what you got to do. Do. And, um, yeah, so it, it was fun, and then we learned a couple facts about Full House. Turns out Full House did have a few black people. Uh, I got to get on the research staff a little bit, because uh, to be honest, about three or four years into the show, uh, I started dating, so I didn't see any more of them, and I didn't know that they brought in some black folks, a couple of them. I didn't know that. I had already checked out, because you know I was I was going to the movies and stuff with girls. So we've had we've had Bob Saget here, and then I opened about a year and a half ago for Uncle. Joe, uh, Dave Coulier, Uncle Ooh. Joey, and so now we need 
We need Uncle Jesse. We got to get Uncle Jesse. Yeah, we need up John Stamos. He doesn't have to talk. He doesn't have to tell jokes. He just has to stand there. <laughs> <laughs> that that would be all. That podcast would be all for Spencer. <laughs> yeah, that did. Yeah, we but that would complete the trifecta. Yeah, there we go. Then we have trifecta. all of them. Yeah, yeah. And if somebody could bring that dog in here, I'd like the dog. Too. That was a cool. Uh, that was a cool dog. But the the one one thing that struck me about that interview interview too was because when I asked him about. Uh, you know, him not having to do anything else, you mm-hmm. know, and, and I, of course, meant financially. Yeah. I mean, Bob is set. His grandkids are set. Uh, he doesn't have to do anything, especially with the syndication of Full House. And he doesn't have to do a thing. And he said he sort of talked about uh, all the things he still wanted to do creatively. Yeah. You know, that there's movies, projects, independent projects, other things he wants to do, which really kind of gives you a window into the soul of an artist. Exactly. Because, you know, some folks, if, if it's not in your heart like that, you win your money and go vacation on an island somewhere and be done with it. Mm-hmm. But he's still working, still motivated by by the, uh, you know, the, the the desire to create. Yeah. And I, and I think he's looking forward to being able to do stuff for himself because he's been playing characters. And, mm. You know, there's a limitation to what you can do when you're a character. And now it's it sounds like he's doing projects that are simply for him. That's his creative outlet, his mind. Absolutely. That's a great that's a great point. I, so but anyway, that was the, the Bob Saget interview. I uh, had a lot of fun, a lot of insight. Um, I hope you all enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I sure did. And uh, we'll be back. You can find Bob Saget on Twitter at Bob Saget. This weekend, May 29th through the 31st, Bob is at the Irvine Improv in Irvine, California. He's also hosting a benefit for the Scleroderma Research Foundation on June 5th, featuring Jim Gaffigan, Jimmy Kimmel, and John Mayer. And his book, Dirty Daddy, is available everywhere you can get a book. For more information, bobsaget.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast and email us at comedyzonepodcast at gmail.com. Your hosts, Will Jacobs, is on Twitter at I am Will Jacobs, and Spencer Taylor is at Spencer Taylor, S P E N C A T A Y L A. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, yeah, that is hard. That's, yeah, that's, <laughs> that takes me back to a time I've never lived in. I've never heard that song before. <laughs> to a time and place I don't remember. That is, <laughs> I'm not even going front. All right, so, uh, well, like I said, welcome back, everybody. And, uh, uh, I, I I wanted to talk about the big news of the day for me because we talked about uh, Spencer moving and everything else. And the, the biggest thing uh, going on with me right now is my cleanse and my boot camp. Uh, a lot of people don't know. And by a lot of people, I mean almost everyone. <laughs> uh, no one really knows that I've been participating in a, in a boot camp, a health and wellness boot camp for about the last three weeks. Uh, been up every morning at 4.30. Ew. Yeah. Up every morning at 4.30, out at Freedom Park by 5.30, getting it 
in. Mm-hmm. Getting it in. Yeah, it's been it's been wild. And it all started. Uh, well, really, the start of it was I got married and I got fat. <laughs> that was the thing that happened. And of course, when your wife loves you, she doesn't tell you that really. Uh, you know, like she does, like I was saying, babe, I think I'm picking up weight. Oh, you look fine. I love you. Stop it. What? You prefer she was like, yeah. Right. Get it together. Yes. That's what I, that, that is what I would prefer. But my wife is not like that. And I said, look, these damn pants is getting tight. Something is happening. And she, oh, stop it. And so I, and I say it on stage. I just like, it felt like in three months I went from Denzel Washington to Forrest Whitaker in the span of about 12 weeks. And all of a sudden I said, this has gotten out of hand. Uh, because I never wanted to be the couple that uh, just gets married and gains weight. You know, they go, oh, I'm I'm locked in. I'm good. And then they just pick up a whole bunch of weight, especially when we ain't got no kids yet. You know what I mean? Like you you have no kids, but you look like you didn't have kids. Uh, me and her. I said, no, nah, that you know, that 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 won't work. And she you know, she does better than me because she eats uh, less than than I do. I have kind of an extreme personality. So if I'm not eating good stuff, I'm eating a whole lot of not good stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it's been. But I started that. I did the first three days of uh, everything was a three-day detox. I did a three-day green smoothie detox. And what was in, what was in the smoothie, though? Uh, it had, well, what, what was supposed to be in it was uh, collard leaves and um, kale and my trainer's special blends of herbs and spices, which sounded like some chicken to me. So I got <laughs> I got a little bit excited, but he said, no, this is all green stuff. Now, when I taste it, if you ask me my opinion, it has Scott's Turf Builder in it. Uh, uh, battery w- acid. Yeah, battery acid, uh, elementary school wood chips. Uh, it had it had, and some water. And That's some what, sadness. And, some, and, and it was a sad with, with a drop of sadness. <laughs> with, a, with a drop of sadness that permeated all the way through. Uh, but I drank that for three days and um, that kicked it off. And, and for three days, I couldn't eat a thing. Because it, you were so sick from that shake. But I was, no, it was, it was, it was part of the program. You have to drink that smoothie and, and consume nothing besides that for three days. No water, no food, no nothing for three days. And I was working out. And long story short, I toughed it out. I, I held to my guns and I made it through the three days and I dropped 10 pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah. In three days, I dropped 10 pounds in three days. And my wife saw that and she said, oh, shit, I want in, too. <laughs> so now my wife, she did her three day cleanse, which mine was rough on me. My wife was really rough on her. Like she called me the third day crying. Aww. I mean, legit cry like, babe, she's like. They're eating pancakes and bacon and eggs. And she started rattling off foods. I said, babe, just hold on. You need me to come get you. She said, no, no. It's like she, she had a rough time, but she she held on and made it through, and she dropped eight pounds. That's um, crazy because usually you see the guy, he drops like 10, and then the woman drops two, and then she hates him. That, exactly, which, what, which we were on the path to because she looked at me, and she said, well, if you drop 10, I want to drop at least eight. And I said, babe, the point of the detox is to clean you out. It's not to lose weight. That's the boot camp. Mm-hmm. But she said, no, that's what I want to lose. I want to lose that too. And I'm like, oh, God. So if we only have where she loses two pounds, she's going to check out of this thing. <laughs> but luckily, she she held on and uh, she was able to drop eight pounds. Uh, I won't go too much into uh, what my number twos looked like. But, uh, yeah, it looked like a forest down there. I'll just say that. It looked like a forest. Uh, It's an experience I've never had. And also, when you're doing a smoothie and you ain't drinking nothing but green smoothies, normally when you have to go to the bathroom and do a number two, take a poo, as my grandma would say, take a shit, Mm 
uh, when you do <laughs> when you do that, there's a you know your stomach's like, oh okay, I might need to you know be uh you know I might need to get to the bathroom. It's kind of a gradual thing. When you ain't drinking nothing but green smoothies, you could be riding in the car and all of a sudden your stomach is like, we got a shit. Like it's just <laughs> real aggressive. It's like your stomach goes, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden you pull up to your nearest gas station. It didn't matter. I was going to random gas stations. Here's how bad it was. I had to go so bad one time. I ran into the gas station, ran into the bathroom, and plopped down on the toilet seat. I didn't look uh-huh. down to see what was on the seat, uh-huh. what was yeah. in the toilet, nothing. I'm sitting there dancing around trying to pull the drawstring on my shorts because I was on my way to a workout. And uh, it, it got to the point where most of the, the Shell gas station and kangaroo folks on East Boulevard, they know me by name. <laughs> they don't know me by name, but they know, oh, here come the shitter. Open the thing up. <laughs> Open the thing up. So I run in there. But uh, it was good. It, it was good. And now I'm up every day, 430 in the morning with my workouts uh, every single day. Uh, keeping my eating right. And, and I've been dropping weight. My pants are feeling better. I'm feeling better. So I'll continue as the podcast goes on to keep y'all updated. But so far, uh, cause I like to be open here. Uh, so far I'm down 15 pounds. Oh, yay. That's where we're at. I'm down 15 pounds. Uh, I started at, I'm getting real bold here. I started at, I got into 246, and I've never been that weight. Uh, how tall are you? I am uh five foot even. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really bad. No, no, I'm, I'm about 5'11", I'm about 5'10", between 5'10", and 5'11". Okay. Uh, so it had gotten, you know, it, it had gotten a little out of hand for me. And um, I, but then I was 246. That was fresh off a Chinese buffet, though. And then the next day after I went to the bathroom and got up, I was down to 242. Okay. So really, I started about 242, and now I'm down to about 227. That's awesome. Like and what's your goal? My goal is to get uh, my weight goal is to get somewhere around 185 uh, just because that'll give me sort of a ballpark area of where I kind of want to be at. Mm-hmm. But my real goal is to get the runner's thigh line. Yeah, that's what I call it. When I go to Freedom Park and I see uh, the folks out there in the morning, they wear the high shorts <laughs> and they got the calf quad uh, muscle pumping. I just want that quad muscle. I don't need abs. I don't need a chest. I don't need arms. You just want that muscle. I want that shiny and quad. Shorts. And the shorts. And, <laughs> the, and, shorts the, shor- and the shorts are critical. <laughs> and, so, and, and I was with my group and they said, boy, they, I said, people going to think all kinds of stuff. about." I said, they can think whatever they want to think about me. It's all good with me. They can think I'm gay. They can think I'm flamboyantly gay. They can think I got something uh, that, that, that they can think I'm heterosexual. They can think I'm mentally challenged. I don't care what, what you think about me. I'm wearing my dang on high shorts. He's going to wear them to work. I'm wearing, I'm wearing them every casual Friday. I'm wearing my high shorts. <laughs> and people going to be talking about me. They say, who, which one are you talking about? You know the big gay black dude that be out of Freedom Park. <laughs> the they going to be talking about me. The one with the shorts, with the big booty and the high shorts. You know them. They going to be talking about me. But guess what? I'm going to glisten my legs up. And I'm rocking my high shorts when I get them quad muscles. Good for you. That's right. And my wife tried to hate on me. She said, oh, you're not wearing those shorts that short. I said, shit, you better keep running there because you had to catch me. Okay, because I'm <laughs> running up out of this house with them shorts on. So we we uh, we negotiating that part. But I'm, I'm going to have my high shorts. Well, that's great. I think the most important thing is, though, that you fancied yourself a Denzel. Can we go back to that? <laughs> <laughs> How about you like I started at Denzel, right? <laughs> that says a little bit about me yeah. and where my ego is. 
I just heard that. I was like, oh my goodness. Right. <laughs> he just fancies himself a Denzel. And nobody's ever checked me on that. That's <laughs> many, a lot of people are probably like, this <laughs> I tell that on stage and nobody's had to, you know. No one's raised their enough. hand. Like, excuse like, me. Excuse me. me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you started as a slim Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> nobody's ever checked me on that till now, which is why I love doing this show. <laughs> She's like, slow down, dude. <laughs> Rewind. Rewind. So, yeah, so that's what I say. But, uh, you know, it, it's been a. Uh, it's been a cool process. And, and, you know, somebody like you, because when you see Spencer, you think you just run all the time and do all that stuff. But you kind of naturally. Yeah. I, uh, I, <laughs> I want the audience to hate you. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to go into that. I do, I do work out. I do work out. And I run around, you know, with a three-year-old all the time. But. But I'm not, I'm not the healthiest person, probably. <laughs> you know how many moms are like, if all it took was running around with these damn Yeah, kids. that's true. <laughs> yeah. I, do, I do boot camp also, but I do it like once in a while i do it when i'm when i want to mm-hmm. which is almost never <laughs> so. you should you should do like a workout video of your workouts just chasing the th- chasing the three-year-old My workouts are mostly me sitting on the couch right <laughs> every once in a while get out the oven come here that's, that's your whole <laughs> whole workout no that's good though but i you know i'm also you know in my mid-30s too yeah and i, I find really that yeah see and i find that as you get older, the weight is much easier to put on and uh, much harder to get off. Mm-hmm. So I, I just want to, before me and my wife start having children and everything else, I want that to be, see, because I think my wife thinks that this is a temporary, okay, we'll finish the boot camp and then we can go back to the way we used to live. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, this is about to be a permanent thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll still have, have fun to. and eat. Yeah, well, you, you have to because there's too many folks you know, losing their lives too early. I've had it in my family and everything else. So it's important to me that that happens. But like I said, above all else, I want that thigh line. That's really, <laughs> That's, you're yeah. going to have, you send out your Christmas photo. It's just your thighs. Oh, it's There's just no going to be my thighs. Your thigh. wife's not in Let it. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I want my, here's how short I want my shorts. I'm talking NBA basketball in the seventies. <laughs> I want the kind of shorts where when I bend over, people are like, I can't look at this. Like that, those kind of shorts. You can't really walk past like a children's school. Or no, anything. right. You, you want, can't you want walk that short yes and not and not daisy dukes they'll have a nike swisher on them or something it won't be daisy dukes but it will be some shorts to show off these these thighs i'm about to get but if you do have them i think you should dress like daisy duke for halloween (laughs) i can't cross dress but (laughs) i do a lot of things (laughs) but no it's, it's 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 gonna be i'm i'm really excited i'm slowly watching the transformation happened and it's been, it's been good for the, the rest of, you know, it's been good for comedy and everything else. I find I've got more energy on stage and uh, because I keep a pretty, pretty, I don't call it grueling, but I, I do keep a pretty demanding schedule. Like I'm up mm-hmm. at four 30 for the workouts. Ugh. You know, I go, I go work out, I finish and get to the office around seven 30. And then I'm usually in the office for maybe seven 30 till seven, eight at night. Jeez. And then I go straight to the comedy club. And do you know uh, do do the sets and you know kick, kick it with the comics a little bit and then I'm home right back in bed and back at it again. So to keep that kind of pace, it's it's become necessary to take better care of myself. So you're really good at scheduling and managing your life. Uh no, I'm not. I, well, I'm good at managing my life. I'm not so good at scheduling. I double book shit all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I but but this has become sort of rinse, wash, and repeat for me. So it's become automatic. Uh, but generally I'm, I'm not that great a scheduler, but I just, I get done what needs to get done. And this, 
has been a big, big part of it for me. That so. is impressive. Maybe you should come help me move. <laughs> <laughs> then I can skip my workout Saturday and yeah, just come help me lift stuff. Yeah, I've got like three pieces of furniture. It wouldn't be much of a workout. <laughs> so yeah, that's you know that's what it's all about. So, uh, but anyway, that's the that's the the big highlight with me. And like I said, as the podcast continues forward, I will continue to up y'all update y'all with the good and the bad. Because if I pick up some damn weight, I'm gonna talk about it too, <laughs> and we're gonna talk shit about my trainer. So, so either way, y'all will get updated on something. Uh, and that's about all I got to say about that. So, so now, uh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Now part. we're gonna do the fun part. So now we're gonna. Uh, Take questions. Uh, I love uh, Spencer here because uh, I ask Spencer a lot of questions in my own time. <laughs> and uh, she usually gives me good advice. So I can't wait to hear what she has to say uh, with the audience questions. We get questions from folks and we got a couple here and we're going to answer them for you right now. So let's All get right. to Hey, uh, guys, my name is Brian. I'm your uh, show producer. Brian! So uh, if you hear the weird Brian! voice, Brian! it's me. <laughs> um, these are uh, real questions uh, sent in, in to us by actual listeners. If you do have a question for us, you can hit us up on the Twitter at the CZ Podcast, uh, or you can email us your uh, relationship questions at uh, comedyzonepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, I think the key to this whole thing, however, is what Spencer. Oh, um, don't listen to us. Don't take our yeah. advice. Yeah, no. <laughs> Just don't. We're not going to be good at this. So okay. So uh, our <laughs> our first question uh, comes from a twenty four year old male. Uh, who has been uh, texting with a 22-year-old female who uh, she suddenly stopped texting back. He says, after a successful first date, I got her number. We've texted back and forth, and now she stopped in the middle of a conversation. This was a day and a half ago. Her friend uh, says she's just bad with technology, but uh, something doesn't seem right. I'm wondering if I screwed up. So she stopped in the middle of a conversation. In the middle of a conversation. This a, sounds like a commercial, a day and a half ago. like a PSA for texting and driving. Like maybe she was like texting him back and then bam, she's dead. Let me let me just say this before we answer this question. This is one of the things I love about Spencer because <laughs> when Brian gets to asking these questions, half the time I forget half the facts. Like I sit there and I'd be like, okay, I remember it was a boy and that's all I remember. But then Spencer does that thing where she go, Okay, so what you're saying is, the, and then she'll break it down for me, like on TV shows. Then, like they'll say some complicated medical thing, and the person will go, "So what you're saying is, if we don't get there by seven o'clock, he'll die." Like that's that's what Spencer does for me. So Brian says it to us, and then Spencer uh, breaks it down for me. The so, interpreter here. Yeah, so that's that's why you'll frequently hear Spencer first because I'm, I'm waiting for Spencer to, to, to explain. He's just sitting there drooling. <laughs> I, I don't know. Right. So okay. So that being said, I'll be quiet and listen. I was just saying that maybe you should make sure she's alive. Maybe, yeah, check with, with the uh, authorities. Yeah, exactly. Don't text and drive, mm -hmm. but don't take our advice. So I don't know. I don't know what we're doing here. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, it sounds to me, and Will, it, it, she's, she's, she has lost interest. Yeah, probably. That that could be the case. That could. It sounds like the case. And it depends on, you know, what the last thing he said to her. That's yeah, true. we don't have that. <laughs> that. See, yeah. that's, that's, that's the uh, part that... Because sometimes you try to go out on that limb, yeah, and then you don't get anything back. Maybe he said like, "Let me hit that." And yeah, like, nah. or you know, yeah, <laughs> or if he, he got too into it, and he said, "You know, hey girl, when you gonna let me eat that?" Ooh. And then it's all, oh, what? <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, you don't hear from her any. So we don't know what exactly he said. That would kind of inform my answer a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Also, sometimes the sometimes I don't text back just because I feel like the conversation has you know, run its course. We've said, yeah, six times or something like that. Like, yeah, it's cool. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Huh. And you just stop. 
you know? Well, so maybe it's one of those situations where it just kind of naturally trailed actually. off. But he didn't want it to. Mm. Oh, and and you got to check, and depending on whether you keep up with her on Facebook, see if she's on that social media. Yeah, there we go. You know, because then if she's still updating and stuff, you know, okay, well, shit. She's just dating so right. so much easier now. Right. You can just you can stalk people with ease. <laughs> now I tell you now, if if she's from where I'm from, it's a fifty percent chance her phone got cut off. Uh, that's that's another that's that's another distinct possibility. Uh, depending on how her financial situation is, uh, her phone may she's have got sitting cut in the off. dark in her house like oh man. <laughs> I really wanted to write and, and wait for a letter. She might she might send you a letter. I so I say give it another couple weeks. Uh, just to see whether it was her financial situation that was the yeah, reason check for this. With the postman, right? Because sometimes you think they ain't feeling you, and it's just like no, AT and T's not feeling them. So that sometimes it's that and not you. So I say give it a little time. Give it time. Check the morgue. You're fine. Sir. Yeah, check the morgue. Check Facebook, uh, and 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 just wait and see because she might be trying to get back to you, but they didn't they didn't cut her shit off. So. Yeah, and by all means, do not text her every thirty seconds asking her where she is. <laughs> and and, well, when, and if and, yeah, and don't. That's right. Don't be pushy. Okay, if you hey haven't heard from you, boom. You know, I hope all's well. Uh, hoping we can connect again soon or down the line. That's yeah. it. Don't send no fifteen text messages. Oh, I thought we had a good thing. Right. Don't do that. Yeah. Shit. Call her crying. Right. You got to play it cool, especially singing love songs. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if she fine. You really got to You fine. can't be pressed. Fine. You can't. <laughs> Just relax, man. Shit. Relax. Fine. Trust me. Relax. I got me a fine one. You got to relax. You're 22, first of all. Just, yeah. Relax. Yeah, yeah. Just just, just just, chill out. Go get, you know, there's other women out there if she ain't the one. It's fine. All right. Uh, Next question. A 22-year-old female meets a guy 30 who seems uh, genuinely interested in her. He keeps saying he wants to meet her, but then bails out every time at the last second and promises to meet next week instead. What are your thoughts? She's uh, 22. He's 30. Bails out at the last minute. Hmm. First of all, she lucky I ain't her daddy. Okay? (laughs) Because you hitting that age range. Where, in my opinion, if if you 22 and he's 30, what the hell y'all got in common? <laughs> what, what do y'all have in common? I, to me, I, this feels like a, I got me a little young tenderoni kind of situation. And that's all he's But it can't be because he's not even meeting her. What do you mean? Because uh, she said they make plans or something. So if his motivation yeah, that, is just to like, you know, get with her and stuff like that, like, Oh, I got like a, a hot young thing. He's not even meeting up with her. Though. And that ladies and gentlemen is why I always let Spencer talk first. Cause <laughs> I completely uh, forgot about that part of it. <laughs> so, this is why I'm not very good at this. Uh, so, so go ahead. Spencer. What were you saying? Well, I'm just saying her, her complaint is that he's not meeting with her. So if his motivation was only to, you know, like to hook up and stuff like that, he would probably have to meet with her for that. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have to be there. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So I need to completely reformulate my position on this. Uh, yeah, maybe he's. Uh, I don't know what what it could be. It could be because he's thirty, so yeah. it could be any kind of thing. But if they make plans all the time, and he's kind of acting like that, then it says to me that he doesn't take her as seriously. Mm-hmm. As maybe he he could or or he would somebody else because if he doesn't have time now, uh, he's not all of a sudden gonna get more time. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's tough to. Here's the thing: he might have more time for you the closer y'all get, but y'all can't get closer 
if he don't ever make time. Yeah, maybe so, maybe he likes her though. Maybe he likes her when they're talking on the phone or when they're texting. But she does something. She has some kind of thing mm. that drives him crazy when they're in public. So he rethinks it. Maybe she's like a, an obnoxious chewer. She has like a, a laugh like <laughs> or something like that. Right. He just can't handle it. Or she's twenty two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not listen. I'm not talking twenty two year olds. I'm just saying when you get a certain age, like and you're talking with her and like. Like, say y'all talking about old school music, and she's like, oh, yeah, like the Backstreet Boys. Like, you know, her idea of old school was, you know, I, I just, maybe there are some issues where every once in a while she says that thing. It's like, oh, that's right. She's 22. <laughs> like, she, I got to tweet this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and she, you know, I, it sounds like she may, you know, may really like him. Uh, but, uh, you know, she now it's the flip side of the advice we just gave where life is long. Like they say life is short. No, it's not. There's, there's, there's a whole lot of shit you're going to end up doing. Will Jacobs feels every second of every his life. Every second. <laughs> every second. Exactly. So she'll she'll have plenty of times to meet more people. I would not stress this dude that much. If he doesn't have time uh, now. Uh, y'all can't get close enough for him to make more time. Yeah. So I get rid I, of him. Yeah, I, I would say this one. You need to what you know what she should do. She should play it cool, scale it back, and then see what his response is. Yeah, there we go. You know what I mean. So if he doesn't hear from her for a little while, what does he do? Now, if he doesn't hear from her and goes good riddance, and then you just don't hear from him no more, then you know. But if you scale it back a little bit, and then he goes, oh, you know, come on, what happened? Then maybe you got something to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let me throw this wrench into the works. Is it possible he's married? Ah, yes, that is very possible. <laughs> that is extremely possible. Uh, he could be married, and he has to really monitor how much he's able to talk to her. It's also possible that she knows yeah. uh, <laughs> that he's married, and he she keeps knows he's bailing things up. Like I'm I so have to go sick of his wife. wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Got to pick up my kids. Ridiculous. <laughs> so that that could be it too. Maybe that he could be married. Uh, that is a distinct possibility at the age of. Uh, 30 years old because you know sometimes it when you hit your 30s as a dude um women i'm not saying they should ask questions but they should ask some questions <laughs> uh, like you know what's the marriage situation particularly if he's a good looking dude with a good job and stuff like what the hell what, what's really going on, what's going on you here? have commitment issues a couple divorces killed somebody what what, what happened <laughs> you know you gotta ask those questions and hopefully but you know 22 year olds don't always think to do that I like what? how my voice for the 22 year I'm 24. Yeah. Listen to my voice for the 20. Oh, my God. That's me two years ago. Yeah, two years. Yeah. All this like maturity. This young ass. Two years. <laughs> Don't listen to her. She's stupid. She's young. Right. And, and listen, and I'll say this. If he is married, she needs to really need to get out, get out of this situation because you never want to get yourself entangled in that kind of nonsense. Yeah, that's a whole thing. Yeah, that's a whole big thing. She's 22. Too much life to live and fun stuff to do. To be sweating some dude that might be married. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Go check out uh, uh, Drake or something. Go see a Drake concert. And relax. <laughs> That's weird advice. That's what 22 year olds do. <laughs> no, not Drake. Drake. Young Thug or one of these young uh, One Direction. Concert. Are they still making stuff? One Direction. Go kick back. Last question. 20 year old female met a guy 21 on Tinder. Uh, he has not replied to her in a little while. She wants to know if we think uh, it's desperate or creepy if a girl keeps initiating the conversation. I don't think that's desperate or creepy, but it depends on how you do it. <laughs> if you're texting him 500 times a day and you're like, please talk to me, then it's desperate and creepy. But I feel like I'm, um, I've 
initiated, you know, relationships for because I like with shyer guys, you know, I think that that's okay, okay for the girl to take charge. Sometimes it depends on uh, their dynamic. If the guy's shyer, but you think he's interested, then I don't see a problem with going for it. Okay, and I and I just have one question. Uh, what is Tinder? I, I mean, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm a little old. <laughs> no, I mean, I know generally how what Tinder. It's a dating service that kind of cuts to the chase. A yeah. little more so. I oh, I have never been on it, but from what I Do get, you, know you what like get pictures of people, and then you swipe them to say, "Yeah, I'm interested," and your face, or and then you swipe it the other way if you're like, "Nah, that's not my type." And then if the other, if you both swipe each other some direction, I don't know. <laughs> then, then you get to then you can communicate, but if not, then you can't communicate. Is there a certain age you have to be to be on there? Um, no, I I know uh, um another comic who he's. Uh, almost 40 and he's on it so oh my it, god i think it just depends you put your age preference if too. you're 40 that should be a different name <laughs> not tinder rough, rough. <laughs> you are rough <laughs> get the rough app uh no no that that's cool so he so she must have sent him a a little message on there and he didn't respond yeah so or... they both initially in order to talk from what i gather i think they both said yeah i like your face Okay. I assume it's I like their your face. face. Yeah, and um, so then they were able to talk. So they already approved. It's been pre-approved. And then now they're talking and apparently he's stopped. Oh, you know what? And this happens, whether it's Match or a lot of the other uh, uh, dating sites, that happens a lot where people feel like they have a good kind of thing going. Mm-hmm. And, all, and then all of a sudden somebody just drops off yeah. the planet. That just that's almost the cost of doing business with those sites. Like you're just gonna have situations like that. I've heard so many times where people are like, "Oh, I met this girl, I met this guy," and all of a sudden it just stopped. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if all you got is a face, I mean, you don't really have any background as to to yeah. know anything. Exactly. So that's the cost benefit. Like I feel like the benefit is it makes dating easier. Yeah, you can just I like this face. Exactly. Yeah. When I was young, you actually had to like walk up on somebody and say stuff. Yeah. And that was that was much because then they, they rejected you to your face, which was you <laughs> Get know. Out of here. Yeah. Get. I had a girl tell me one time. Uh, I walked up to her, gathered the courage, and she was like, uh, "I'm." Oh. First of all, she started with that. I was like, "This is not a good start." Then she's like, "Oh, she's like, I'm between relationships." I'm like, between relationships. So that means you had one before. And you may have one again. <laughs> so what the hell does that have to do? Oh, oh, she's just not feeling me. Okay, <laughs> I get it. So that's you had to go with that face-to-face rejection. So the benefit of a Tinder or these kind of things is that you don't have to deal with that kind of rejection. You don't have to deal with having to walk up on somebody. And you can do it by the numbers. You can holler at 25 women in a day. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Swipe, 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 swipe. And you can do all that. But the cost is... That unlike meeting a person and getting to to know them over the time, uh, people can drop off the face of the earth. Yeah. So it sounds like with Tinder, you just got to do the numbers. <laughs> like you got to have a stable of people you interacting with because like a like a lion's <laughs> pride, some of them are gonna die off. Yeah. So you you have to have do the numbers properly. That way, you don't sweat one person too much. I like the idea though that if it was face to face of just dropping off, like the person's talking to you and you just fall over, <laughs> you let you play dead, swipe they yourself, stop. yeah, and just no, <laughs> uh, no. That, that, so that's, did we give her advice? Uh, <laughs> oh no, I don't think we did. I, I, I my my advice to her would be uh, just swipe to the left. Yeah, just find someone else. Yeah, that's what it's for. Is so you can quickly. 
uh, move through options. So if he's being silly or whatever, don't get too wrapped up into you know folks you meet that way yeah exactly yeah because he could have a wife too shit just like the other everyone's one. got a wife that's the that's the bottom line yeah everybody's <laughs> everyone's married, married. Hell, they're I'm not married. talking to you they're married yeah. hell I'm, yeah i'm, I'm married uh, yeah and i'm not of course i'm not on any of these uh not under my my name not under Will. <laughs> if you look for Will, under denzel yeah just look for <laughs> look for william williams that's what i'm <laughs> under denzel <laughs> Denzel sixty nine. Look on, look on Twitter and holler at me. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I'm just playing. But yeah, hopefully, uh, she can. Her heart will go on, and she can just find the next guy. Don't sweat that too much. Yeah. So don't sweat it. Everyone's married. Denzel. Boom. That's it. Yeah. That's so. Is that all the the questions we had this week? Okay. Well, uh, that's all the questions that we have this week. Uh, it's been a wonderful show. We had a lot of fun, and uh, we'll see you next week from the Comedy Zone podcast. Peace. Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the NC Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Hepburn, Lisa Barr, and Brian Baltashevitz. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever.